Hey, Popcorn Talk, we're getting ready for another box office breakdown. We're going to see how Finding Dory has what it takes to be king of the box office three weeks in a row. Let's do this. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's box office breakdown. Hey everybody, welcome to Box Office Breakdown here on Popcorn Talk. How's everyone doing? We're going to be talking about all the box office breakdowns here from the weekly box office and we're going to provide insights on future weeks to come. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. Hi guys, I'm Quinn Skillian. You can find me on Twitter at Quinn Skillian. And I'm DJ Richie Sky, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at DJ Richie Sky. Yes, the running out of panels usually Carrie Lane, but she's on assignment this weekend over at the Anime Expo. Yeah, poor her. Angeles. Yes, if you can find her <laughs> on social media, you can see all the craziness she's getting up to there at Anime Expo. Oh, wow. Pretty crazy crowds, if anybody's been watching that. Oh, yeah, I've been seeing on uh, Twitter. It's yes. been fun to look at. I love seeing all the cosplay. I love it. <laughs> I want to go to Comic-Con. Yeah. Oh, it's it's fantastic! That's you you and one hundred twenty five of your close thousand of your closest friends, yes. one hundred twenty five thousand of your closest friends. I would love it. Okay. And you can wait for like you know I camp out overnight Don't to you get into holidays. Tickets H. a year in advance. You really got a plan. Yeah, not that necessarily a year in advance, but on the list that's even allowed to get tickets. Yeah. when it comes to that. God, I would love I've to go. I've got an inside track. There you go. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> we'll talk after the show. Yep. So, folks, we're going to break down the, uh, the weekly box office, talk about our little predictions. And then, as we promised last week, we're going to open up the phone lines here and give you a chance to call in and talk about how accurate your predictions were. You can insult some of our predictions here and make fun of what our choices are. We'll do that. I'll give the number out a little later in the episode so you folks can call in. But we'll start off right now, as we always do, talking about the top five at the domestic box office this week. Uh, certainly, uh, I, I, we had no doubt, Finding Dory dominating the box office once That's again. pretty there. unanimous. Yes. Mm-hmm. Almost $42 million there. Just down 40, a little over 42%. Which is pretty much the same. What was the, what was it down the first week? Pretty similar, right? Yeah, pretty similar, yeah. So we kind of we halved it, and then we halved it again. So we'll yeah. see what happens next week. Mm. So any surprise? No. I no, saw, I I'm saw not it surprised today. by that at all. Not really. Yeah. Uh, and actually, before we start talking any more about uh, the box office here, we should just a uh, uh, quick uh, check in there with uh, DJ Richie's guy. Uh, Warcraft. Did you see it? Okay, so listen. <laughs> Hold on. The only reason that I did not see it was because I had a death in the family. Okay. Okay. Fair so enough. Fair enough. I, that just took my whole week, like on a left turn, and I had to like travel and all that good stuff. But, and I knew that was going to come up today, so I did not see it. So we I all feel talked as about though it last week. We I, knew. I feel as though I deserve the extension. Yeah, you get- <laughs> I, I do. I but do. okay, but if you're not going to do it with like us, like. No, I'm going to do Gun it. Gun to your head, basically. You're never going to do it. I am going to see this movie. All right. We like, talked so much about it. I feel like I have in to In six it. months yes. when it's on iTunes. <laughs> yes. I get it. Yeah. It's fine. Great. So we'll, we'll, we'll touch base again with Richie in six months. And we'll <laughs> no. see what he thought of Warcraft. <laughs> I'm going to see it this week. Watch. Ah, all right. Okay. Why are you setting yourself up for failure? Yeah. I'm not. Okay. I'm reaching for the stars. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I actually did make it to the theater this week. Saw Finding Dory, finally. Nice. I will say, as much as I loved it, and it was really, really cute, and it was worth every minute of Baby Dory, because I was, like, literally dying. By the way, I saw it alone today. Not the adult and The adult alone <laughs> at the kids' movie is something else. It's just, like, that's a thing to behold. But I do kind of wish I had gone to see Swiss Army Man instead. 
Yeah. I'm just so curious about this movie. I know it's nowhere near our top five, but right. I'm just I was like I just, looking for no, it. No, believe me, on it's n- you won't find it. <laughs> but it's this weird movie with Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe, and I just keep seeing it, and I cannot for the life of me wrap my head around what this movie must be. I feel like he does a lot of weird movies. So yeah. I just feel like I kind of <laughs> just wish I had just like gone to figure that out because I kind of knew what Finding Dory was going to be, and it was really adorable, and I loved it. But like, I just like really got to see this movie. No, friends of mine that have seen it have raved about it. Great, so it does make me interested in go checking it out. Okay. You know, it's I, a date, Frank. All right, we're going. We're going. Thanks, well, thanks for contributing to Finding You have Dory's to see Warcraft. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, she thanks for inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did contribute. Not to these numbers because I saw it today, but pretty close. So next week. For next week. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, Quinn can brag about her contribution next week. Finally. <laughs> uh, now, coming at number two was a, was a film that I wanted to do well, but I did not think it was going to do well. And so, I, you know, I mean, even though I was predicting its its downfall i am excited that it did well uh the legend of tarzan from warner brothers there a little over 38 million that did better than any of us thought it was gonna do it did uh, now if you think about it the the budget though 180 million dollars okay so it's still got a long way to go to be able to be considered why success. was this why was the budget so big for that i'm trying to figure it CGI? out like what did they think well no i mean i'm thinking did they expect this to do like really really well I mean, it's. I mean, I, I don't think you're going to put in that much money into a film if you don't think it's going to do. But well. I just don't understand why they expected it to do so well. It's tough because it's been a long. It's been since '99 since there was another live action Tarzan film, and that one only did like 1.1 million dollars. So that so its its track record was not doing well leading into this. Okay, so like uh, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of get it. I mean, we're seeing so many kind of remakes of things lately. We're obviously we're seeing a lot of sequels. We're seeing content source material that people are already familiar with. I understand why they went there. We also saw Jungle Book earlier this summer, which is like, takes place in a jungle and is like based off a children's story or something. So I kind of get why it's it, why it was going there. And to be honest with you, I'm really not surprised that it's doing so well. I didn't think I was going to hear so much about it, but a lot of my friends went to go see it this week. Well, and they, I was really surprised. They did a lot of marketing for it, though. I will say that. I feel like they did a ton of it. And I feel like it's an easy thing to look at the billboard and understand. I mean, yeah. Tarzan's an easy concept to sell. It is. I mean, you put him in a loincloth and you put, put him in a picture like with said, uh, gorillas, week, you're set. We have some good star power here, too. So, I get it. I totally get it. And I kind of want to see it. I was getting, I was at Forever 21 and I was um, trying some clothes on and <laughs> the girl next to me, I don't know who she was, was saying like I'm so mad because um, my boyfriend was supposed to take me to see Tarzan but he took his son to see Tarzan instead and I was in oh no I know and I was <laughs> I was in uh, the dressing room being like it's probably a good thing he took his son to go see Tarzan but <laughs> whatever yeah. Yeah, alright a little like father or son time yeah. is always good I think that relationship's gonna go to the distance right? <laughs> <laughs> either way either way it was juicy <laughs> It goes down in Forever 21, apparently. <laughs> That's right. It sure does. All now, the movie news. So Sam Jackson in this film as well, but you don't really see him in any of the advertising there. I mean, it's basically your... your uh, oh, he's Elton. in it. Yes. Oh, yeah, that is. He is in it. You don't, yeah, it's weird. You don't see him in the... No. I mean, Actually, no, I have... That's an interesting have, thing, then. I he's in everything. Are you surprised? Well, I mean, I'm just feeling like they should have pointed it out more, because I feel like I didn't even notice that. All I noticed was him running around the jungle with the apes, like, in the in the previews. And just, like, a lot of CrossFit bod. Yeah, like, that's all I saw. Yeah, it's, I mean, I, it, and I guess that's, if you're trying to just sell it on a simple image, 
you know, trying to fit Sam Jackson into that scene as well yeah, may not be as easy to yeah. do. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's maybe that's it. And it's also got Margot Robbie, which I mean, certainly, I mean, she has a little buzz for, her, but I certainly think once Suicide Squad comes out, it's really going to yeah. blow through the roof if given the expectations for that. I yeah. think she has become such a big name. I think she might be able to just sell a movie on herself by herself pretty soon. I think Suicide Squad, Suicide, excuse me, Suicide Squad. We'll say that a few times fast. Does as well as Warner Brothers hopes it will. Then I think yeah, she'll be like a vehicle. Yes. After this. Cool. It'll I'm be excited so for that. Interesting I like to see what that does. I'm I'm excited about that. I'm really excited for Suicide. I know it's so overhyped, but this is a hype I kind of like. <laughs> anyway, coming oh in God. at number three, we've got the Purge election year. Now we were kind of dubious how well it was going to do. Now it did third, uh, almost a little over thirty million dollars, which is up from what the, the Purge Anarchy did. So that's a that's a good sign that the franchise has some legs. And it's only it was only a ten million dollar budget. So the thing about that, it's already made its money back right here in its opening weekend. Do you Look think that, that was just timing? Like what, what week it came out? Or I wonder why it did better than the second one. I don't know. I think it may have something to do with the election tie-in. I mean, I feel like it's very timely in mm-hmm. terms of the plot and the premise. So I feel like that could have something to do with it as well. And also it's like so summer. Yeah. It feels so summer. Just like The Shallows, just like Conjuring. feels kind of like that's when people kind of like like really flock to those mm-hmm. kinds of movies during mm-hmm. the summer. And certainly given the uh, beginning of the weekend, it was really surprising because The Purge was actually beating both Tarzan and BFG. Uh, and the thinking it was going to come I'm in number two. I'm not surprised by that at all. Because I feel like people really... I think The Purge, the first one, was such an unexpected hit. Like, I don't think people like knew what it would be. And now it's kind of just grown. It's a and cool I, premise. It is. It is. It's a really cool premise. And I think that if they can take it up a notch, it'll do. Of course, they're going to do. You guys want to talk about what we were talking about here on the um, on the um, chat? We have some people who are super not happy about Tarzan. We have Tarzan sucks. Tarzan is average at best. Tarzan's premise and story is racist. The movie tried to reverse history and all the wrong things colonials did. Do you think Ooh. that that's getting is that is that what we're seeing in reviews? Is that what we're seeing in a lot of kind of like hype right now about the movie? Well, that one just took me by surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go see it for myself because I feel like I will only be able to give you that once I yes. see it. I think you know the same. I mean? You can't really see. You can't really tell how you know a story is interpretive until you just go and just like feel it. For yeah, yourself. I mean, we, we even we talk about like critic reviews, but I'm like, I still have to see the movie, even if somebody tells me it's bad. Yeah. I still got to see it for myself. I, you have to know it for yourself. To yeah. Because you know, how can you really speak about it? I mean, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I, I mean, especially, and I'm never a fan of people that just uh, bandwagon on to other people's reviews mm-hmm. or thoughts about a film, and then you get those that moral outrage about a film that you haven't even seen yet. Mm-hmm. Feeling like The Last Temptation of Christ, things like that, where yeah. people really yep. got outraged about without even seeing the film. And then you go in with all these preconceived notions, and eh, that yeah. doesn't really do anybody Because I favors. usually go into a movie with no expectations. Like, I, even if it's hyped, I still am just going because I want to experience something cool. You know what? I think the same thing. Like, sometimes, like, I'll like to just watch a trailer, like, just once. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know too much before I go in. I don't want to feel like I know the story. So many times we see trailers and we go, I know exactly what this movie's about. I just want to, I want to go in. I kind of want to like, I, you know, I want to be excited enough about it to go see it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, like, I just want to go in and just like experience it. I hate spoilers. I don't even like watching like next week on when I'm watching TV shows. Like, I just want to just like watch. You know what I mean? Oh, no. Same. Yeah, I prefer animated Tarzan because of Phil Collins. Yes! Exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Thanks, Jimmy Hugh. Right there, the uh, great soundtrack for that. Yeah, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. I love that soundtrack. Uh, now, coming in at number four was Steven Spielberg's *The BFG*, based on the Roland Dahl novel. And people thought the combination of Spielberg and Dahl 
uh, doing a project, uh, on, uh, combining forces would make for a real big box office success. And this is one of Steven Spielberg's just lowest uh, rated films, uh, certainly box office wise. Can, can deem one of its one of his weakest efforts. I mean, it only got a little over nineteen million dollars. I mean, it's just I think it's just competing with Dory. That and personally, I hadn't really even seen much about it like before this week when I was like, okay, let me look and see what we were, were going to be talking about, and I had to go and look at the trailers. So the first trailer was like the teaser was like it didn't give you anything, which I thought was pretty cool. But the second trailer, I was like, oh, I'm intrigued, but it's not as I don't know. It's not it's not Dory. I actually think it looks really good, and I'm kind of excited about it. And I did see; I felt like I saw a lot of a lot of advertising for it. But I've, if I'm being completely honest, the um, the CGI doesn't look super super amazing. Like maybe not as excitingly good as I was hoping it would. Mm. Well, uh, from what I was reading is that uh, Weta Digital, who did all the, the uh, CGI for this film, is they wanted to kind of give it more of a, not such a, such a realistic quality, but oh, more of didn't. a storybook quality. So it has more of a it, children's I storybook quality. I mean, that's how I felt. I mean, it came across very storybook when I was watching the trailers, which I thought was cool. Yeah, it's, uh, for me, I don't know, it's like the BFG. It's just like... Uh, I didn't like that name. I mean, it's that's the name, name of the, the book. book. I mean, but I just still didn't like it. It just was like, what is this? I'm kind of nostalgic it. for it. I really enjoyed reading that book when I was little. It really always stuck with me, especially like the... Oh, you, you know, read it? Yeah, yeah. Yes, oh. and I had never read it. So, I mean, for me... I had never read it, never I, heard of it. Yeah. They could have just called it the Big Friendly Giant because the BFG was like... You, you, your mind sadly just goes to the expletive for right, the app. Like, you yeah. know, like, uh, <laughs> oh, giant, dude. Yeah. There's like a big I just giant in that movie. I kind of wanted it to be that, actually. So the CGI was actually good in the film. Okay, so maybe I just need to see it. Because, like, yeah, you, like you were saying the storybook quality, maybe I was just mistaking that for just looking like a little, I don't know, under the contour of what I'm used to, you know, over there at Pixar. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got uh, Alvin Pajova there saying the BFG was a, was a feel-good family film that was targeted more to kids than adults. I think I definitely think that's true. Yeah. But I like seeing kids' movies. I got no problem with it. No, no, no. I, I think that's true. I mean, certainly from Roland Dahlmore, you know, if you got, you know, James and the Giant Peach, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I mean, right there, that's already more kid-friendly. Mm-hmm. That's a, that, Those are kid films. But they're like weird kid films. Yes. You know, they're kind of mm-hmm. dark. The Witches is Roald Dahl, too. Yeah, it, it's interesting that you think like with uh, like Steven Spielberg with his sense of spectacle and, and you know he's certainly a superb storyteller. Thinking no. that that combined with Roland Dahl's book would make for a great combination, and it seems like at least from the uh, the, the buzz from this, it's that it did not. Mm-hmm. Like those are two ta- two great tastes that initially taste great together. Yeah, maybe no. this will do better on the back end, you know, on you know rentals and stuff like that. For some reason, mm-hmm. when I saw the title, I was like, oh my god, a George Clooney film. Like, that's what it felt like to me. It felt like it was going to be something like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. The, you know, like it, or kind of like how, like, um, doesn't, um, doesn't, doesn't Quentin Tarantino always do, like, the something? Yeah, like, I just thought it was going to be some type of heist film or some type of caper or something. I don't know. We have, um... Someone agree with me about Spielberg that. The Big Friendly Giant. It probably should have been... Animated films? Sorry? Does Spielberg usually make animated films? The, the last one they did, he, he did the, uh, the Tintin movie. That he did, right? Uh, Never saw that. Yes, yeah, so he did that uh, four or five years ago. So maybe he should stay away. So I mean, that that was the first one he directed that was all just yeah, motion capture and animated, and I, I didn't do well in the box office <laughs> as well. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. But again, like I think I think that Dory is a big factor. Not necessarily that you know it was a bad movie or that it you know whatever. I think it just was up such it was up against such a Goliath. I don't know. I don't 
I don't know. Try again next year. Yeah, try again next year. I don't know because I think even <laughs> even under a, a Goliath, I still think nineteen, you know, just a hair under twenty million dollars is not that great for a it's Spielberg film. It's disappointing. So I, I, I just I don't know. There are all one commenter made is like the marketing was lackluster. Uh, I, the comment before that said that the CGI the CGI scared them. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and uh, El Plano Fazio says, I think most people didn't know the BFG was coming out. I didn't see much marketing myself. Like, I feel it like looked I, like a January yeah, movie. That's what that I said. Yeah, I could see it. Like, I could yeah. see that. Looking I like a January movie. I could definitely see that. True that Samurai Hero, I totally agree. I, I feel like I saw a lot of marketing. I mean, how many times have I seen that, that that poster or the billboard there with the giant holding up the girl? Like, the, the world's a much bigger place than you imagine. It just didn't yeah. stick out to me. I think it's because, like, all these other movies were, like, in my face so much. Like, Tarzan, I knew it was coming out. You know what I'm saying? Like, Dory, I knew that. Yeah. I felt like I was sleeping with all of them in my bed because I knew that they were coming. This one, not so much. Yeah. It's interesting where we are with sci-fi and fantasy and kind of what people will do you know, go in droves to go see and mm-hmm. kind of what people are a little more hesitant to. It's I think it's like almost like impossible to even gauge what is gonna get people in seats and what isn't. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I mean you think that certainly Roland Dahl, child novel Steven Spielberg, but then I was like, man, it's giants. It didn't really nothing about it really like sucked me in like, I don't know, I don't want to know about this giant. Giants aren't in right now. <laughs> they aren't. They're not. Totally. We need vampires. We need um, werewolves. Ask your friend. We ask, need um, ask your friend in Forever Twenty One. Vampires are so four years ago. Yeah, exactly. you're right. Exactly. I don't know. Preacher has a vampire in it, and it's dope. Well, take that, James. <laughs> right. well, I'm just saying. With one character. Huh? I said one show and one character. <laughs> sorry, on I just everything. started it. It's on my mind. Now, uh, Ronnie, uh, really it's really good. It is. I, I watched, <laughs> well, this episode, season, episode six of ten, the, finally started kicking into high gear, which was nice. But this is not the Preacher after show. That was just done, and I did it myself, so you can check that out. <laughs> uh, shameless you. plug. Uh, but actually, <laughs> let's get back to what okay. we're talking about for. Okay, Frank. <laughs> Don't talk about your projects, guys. Only me. Okay. Anyway, follow me on Instagram at... <laughs> The BFG. Yeah, at the BFG film. (laughs) So the last one running out of top five, Independence Day uh, Resurgence came in with uh, almost $16.5 million there, down almost 60%, which is not... Yeah. Yeah, that is not surprising. I'm not surprised either. Honestly, though, I feel like I just want to see this movie because of Liam Hemsworth. Because, like, I didn't really want to see it before. And now, actually, since it came out, I feel like I'm seeing more advertising for it. And I'm just like, oh, he's cute enough. Interesting. Maybe I'll go see it. I wonder if it's going to do better because now it's actually Independence Day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, for the July. Like, will this, Although, will this date impact that movie? I don't think. Like, I was talking to Stephen. I was a little nervous about doing the show on Sunday instead of on Tuesday because we felt like we were going to miss out on some Monday numbers, you know, on the actual holiday. Right, and right. Stephen was like, no, nobody goes to see movies on 4th of July. So maybe it won't help. I know I'm not going to the movies tomorrow. Right. But, so, you know, you know. It could just be me oh. and you. That's right. And Frank. You're not going to Warcraft tomorrow? You know, it's not on my schedule, actually. Um, <laughs> all right, fine. But let me Pencil tell you guys how I'm going to see this movie. How are you going to see gonna it? See, so you're all going to be sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. Uh, uh, heart, heart, heart by death. Uh, Steven Spielberg is so overrated. That is sad. Oh. 
Um, someone predicts that worldwide box office might save Independence Day too. See, well, uh, speaking of a, a worldwide box office, here uh, talking about some international numbers. Tarzan, which began pounding his chest in 19 markets, took 18.8 million dollars in the first overseas swing, which included Russia and Korea. And the latest Ice Age, which actually had a, hasn't released out here in the states yet, but has been started re- being released internationally, mm-hmm. came in at 20 million dollars in seven debuts, with 75 percent of releases still to come. And the BFG delivered only three point nine million in its overseas bow in Russia and Australia. Only three point nine. Three point nine. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah, uh, mm. and now with a sixty percent drop, last week's top draw, Independence Day Resurgence, colonized a further forty point two million to take the international tally to one hundred and seventy seven million. And China, uh, China leads play with sixty six point one million to date. For Independence so. Day. Yeah, doing really well still in China. They're going to get their money back. It's all right. Now, uh, now, uh, I know we do have one comment here that the worldwide box office for Finding Dory is not doing over that, doing that well. But uh, it actually did splash up another thirty-four point four million for just a seven percent drop from last week. And this week, uh, Dory drove into uh, new waters of Brazil and the Netherlands, setting records in both. Ooh, really? Does seem to be kind of uh, doing. uh, Sorry to say, uh, going against our our feed right there, it is doing well (laughs) uh, overseas. Yeah. And oh, don't forget, though, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows, it, it slid into China with a 26.1 million two-day frame. Mm. On, it just opened in China? Yeah, on uh, 6,600 screens. Oh, very nice. Interesting. Yeah. And Stephen Amell did a huge press tour over there as well yeah. uh, to promote the film, too, which got a lot of play on social media over there in China. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so now, coming up next week, we've got a couple films being released, uh, Mike and Dave Me Wedding Dates and The Secret Life of Pets. Uh, so as we always like to do, we do like a, a little top five box office related to the films coming up the next week. Uh, we're, this week we're doing the top five wedding box office movies, which I thought was kind of fun to do. It's, I, you, everybody hears weddings and titles of films, but mm-hmm. I never really kind of figured out what the top five And that's a kind of summary, too. Yeah. Wedding movies yeah. are kind of summary. Yeah. Exactly. So uh, coming in at uh, number five, we had The Wedding Singer. Uh, when it, its original box office uh, that opening weekend was eighteen point eight six five million, definitely my favorite. Um, ben, Adam, Sandler? Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore pair up by you far. You about to say Ben Stiller? I was. was. Sorry. <laughs> Most of these movies came out so long ago. Yeah, that came out in '98. A really enjoyable film. I think that was, that was the first Drew Barrymore Adam Sandler collaboration. I think it, by far it's best. Better Actually, than 51st I Dates. like Fifty First Dates. I gotta say, Better everything than the other than singer? that. No, no, no. Wedding Singer is definitely better than Fifty First Dates. I just want to say, like, let's not act like Fifty First Dates isn't really, really good. It's okay. It's good. I mean, it's not. I, I wouldn't mean, say it's good. It's it's okay. It's not as good as Never Been Kissed. I'm sorry. I had to go back there with no, Oh, no. Right. Never Been Kissed. Are you kidding? <laughs> Listen. But, wait. That's an amazing been, movie. Adam Sandler isn't in Never Been Kissed. I know, but Drew Barrymore is. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Me and my friends quote, me and my friends quote, Never Been Kissed, like... On the reg. Sorry, I had to take it there. <laughs> on the reg, all right. Uh, and then there, but there was, was it All of Us? Was that the last one? The Adam Sandler, Drew Barrymore, they had like their blended I don't families? Think it was blended, it was what it was called. Blended, was that? Yeah. Blended? Yeah. Oof, yeah that. I didn't see that one. Yeah, <laughs> we have heard that did. so <laughs> many yes. times today. I kind of love it We're though. having like a bummer of a show. <laughs> uh, and so uh, coming in number four there was The Wedding Ringer. With uh, uh, with <laughs> they came out uh, last year for with Kevin Hart there. Uh, we talked about that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, we did. So uh, its opening box office weekend was uh, twenty point six million. Yay, Kevin Hart! Yeah, I know. DJ Rich guy, huge Kevin Hart fan. Can't get enough about that. Uh, number three, my best friend's wedding, Julia Roberts. One of my favorites. Yes, Cameron Diaz, Dermot Mulroney. 
I just Love don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> Came out in '97. There, uh, opening box office was twenty one point six million dollars. That was like a, it was good. For, it was always a nice turn against convention. You think like the best one's going to get everything in the end of the movie, and she doesn't, mm-hmm. which was nice. Nice little turn. I love that. Movie. I love movies like that. Those are classics. It's a classic. <laughs> and also, probably Cameron Diaz's best. You Listen, know what I mean? She pretty much went oh downhill after I that. I miss old school Cameron Diaz. Me too. But I don't know if you talk about like Julia Roberts films. Is this the first one that pops into your head? No, Notting like Hill is probably of, yeah. the first one. That yeah, I would think that. Or be. no, probably Pretty Woman. I was about to say that Pretty mm-hmm. Woman. Yeah, but I think yeah. I like I like Notting Hill better than Pretty Me Woman. Me too. Yeah, I like both. Oh, right. <laughs> I like both. Who am I kidding? <laughs> and I and also like you know for weddings and a funeral, anything Hugh Grant wise, I'm pretty much on board for. Well, that's true. Mm-hmm. Maybe not new Hugh Grant, old Hugh Grant. What about like the uh, oh, what was it? The, uh, Drew Barrymore and Hugh Grant, uh, where they're a musician they, and a oh, songwriter. Oh yeah, song and lyrics. Yes. Um, I think I saw it like once, like, and I was, was probably decent. like drunk. I don't Ish. remember. Oh my god. Great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, number two, we have American Wedding, the uh, the last part of the American Pie trilogy. There, uh, it came out in '03, opening weekend, thirty three point three million dollars. Good for American Wedding. Yeah, was that? Were you? Uh, did you see the, all the American Pie films? I think I saw I the, the first two. I've seen all of them. I don't yeah. think I saw Wedding. Oh, was well. it the third one or the fourth one? I think it was the third one, right? And then they did. I know they did like uh, a kind of couple directed yeah. DVD stuff there with yeah. Eugene Levy, uh, hanging out and stuff. Meh. No. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, let's see. Quinn's a tough one to get a hold of. You don't want to know how the story ends? Don't you want to know how the story ends? I I get it. <laughs> sure. Okay. No, I mean I like the first two because like you know we were all. It like, was a novel concept when they first. Started and also it. like I was so young when they came out that it yeah. felt so like sneaky to watch them. You know. <laughs> I wonder. Was I it, love it. And I get my was it was it were the three American Pies and then the American Wedding? I felt like it I was. I think it was three yeah. and then yeah. the wedding. Yes, I think they're right. So yeah, the wedding. I feel like I've seen. I've like only seen like. I haven't seen, like, all of them. Someone sure. correct us if we're wrong. Yeah, how many American weddings are there? I think there, there was American, American Pie, American Pie 2, American Wedding, and then Reunion was 4, and the Straight to DVD. Oh, that's right. I did the see Reunion, Reunion was 4. The Straight to DVD was yes. Bandcamp, I believe. You're right. Was yeah. Bandcamp? Bandcamp was the Straight to DVD release. Yes. Riveting. So, yeah, there you go. Yep, yeah, that's right. It's like, because the Reunion was when they saw everybody. And mm-hmm. they got Shannon Elizabeth back, because I know yep. we were all wondering what and happened Tara to her character. Reed. Yep, she came back. I miss her. I know. It's okay, Quinn. She's still around. In her in thoughts. In her thoughts. R.I.P. Tara Reed. Oh, no, she's not dead? Okay. Uh, and then, uh, topping off the charts here, Wedding Crashers came out back in 05. Uh, opening box office weekend was $33.9 million. Owen, Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn. I'm so happy Wedding Crashers beat Wedding the other one. How did Mar- my big fat Greek wedding not make this? List? I was actually, I, I, I wondered about that when we when I saw the list and I was like, oh, well, okay. No, I mean, it's, well. it's low, a little lower down the list. So, I mean, certainly it really it well for, for an indie film. It did incredibly well, but. I feel like that's such a classic, though. And it launched that chick's career. Yeah. yeah. And she, she just Well, did would we sequel. say it launched her career? She has a career. I'd never heard of her before that. Yeah, movie. I mean, because it was. I know, great. but she hasn't really done anything else besides just like another Greek movie. Burr. She did one other movie where her in. It was kind of like Birdcage, but it was just two girls instead of two guys. Yeah, I remember that. Quinn uh, They saucy. She also, her I'm not and her trying husband. trying to be rude, I'm just saying. <laughs> just hosted America's Next Great Baker uh, last year. So. Oh, really? Yeah, that was oh, on ABC. Take it back. So. She's really successful <laughs> <laughs> and really funny and a, an amazing screenwriter. <laughs> She is actually. All right. So, a woman I look up to. What's her name? Yeah. Okay. 
Thank you, Quinn. All right. Uh, Mia Vernellis is going to be very uh, excited to follow you there. Uh, Quinstagram? Is that it? Uh-huh. Yeah. Just right. on Instagram. <laughs> oh, man, Instagram. She's definitely gonna, just going to follow me on Instagram. <laughs> I keep waiting for that sound effect to come back in. Uh, yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's Carrie doing that from anime. <laughs> So as we talked about, uh, I mentioned the two films that are coming out in the box office. Uh, the big two big films coming out in the box office this week: uh, Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates and The Secret Life of Pets. I am personally excited about Mike and Dave. Yeah, that, I want to see that like now, right now, like uh, right now. But you got to see Warcraft first. Oh my god! Just I'm do see this movie. Just do a back to back. I love doing that. Go to one movie. And I've never done that before. You haven't? No. Oh, it's so fun. I feel like I might be movied out. No, you're After not. One? Actually, one one time I did it, and the second movie was Hannah, and that was a little tough because it was like kind of dark and like long. Yeah, that movie was difficult to watch. But for the most part, I I can totally sit through two movies in a row. I did. It I last don't know. Time. I think I have like a, a tinge of ADD, so I'm like mm. I, I can't like. After such a long time, I'd be like, no, I can't do this. Yeah. Maybe get up, take a lap, and then come back. <laughs> <laughs> Weekends in college, my roommate and I, we would get there at 10 a.m. and then stay all the way till midnight. Oh, you guys movies. were losers, huh? And that's right. Dude. I saw a lot of movies for Are free. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. No, actually, though, it is it is like a college thing to be like, I can only pay for one, but I want to see both. So you just kind of like hang around Thank for you. the day. I've done that. Yeah, so you basically stock it up. You, you let a few weeks go by, so you get a bunch of stuff in the theater, and then boom, you go off like crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hang with me, guys. I'm really fun. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever get bummed out when you walk in like five minutes late, though, and you miss the beginning? No, I, I, man, I, it was you like... You played I, it out. It and now like, there's scheduling yes. conflicts? No, I'm not doing that. I hate when I'm like, oh, we just, we're only missed five minutes. It's like, but those first five minutes are crucial. I think it depends on the type of movie. Fair enough. Yeah. I think there are some movies where you can lose the first because they're, they're doing some nice, long, extended, like, credit sequence right there. Where you're mm-hmm. like, I can miss that. But then there no. are some that jump right into the action. I need to like, see oh. the one movie so I can fully digest it and, you know, like, marinate on it and all that good stuff. Like, Do you Warcraft. guys, are you guys the kind of people where you got to get to the movie to see the trailers? Or are you like, we got, to, am... we got, we got trailers, no, we're good? No, no. I got to see every last trailer. I want to be there before the trailers come on to see the behind the scenes of whatever movie that they're talking about before that. I yeah. got to see it all. I want to be the kind of person who gets there for the trailers but I also know that I'm like late for everything yeah. so it's like if I get to see like a hand like if I get to see one or two and I'm like okay good I, I got to see at least some trailers because it's, it's a nice pattern because oh, you know at the start time's at 1230 <laughs> you've got like an extra 10 to 15 minutes before so the movie really starts I am it's great uh, oh, hey, look at that. Uh, KJ says Warcraft was good you should check it out. That right there is to you Richie. Boom. Thank also, you KJ I've sat through five movies in a row Hats off, sir. Wow. Hats off. <laughs> ah, yes, Alvin. All right, my man. That is really, really impressive. Now, uh, we're going to do a few predictions about what we think is going to be this next week's top five. Now, before we get into that, though, a few notes. Illumination Entertainment's last premiere was Minions back in last summer, which opened up to $115.7 million its opening weekend. And Zac Efron's last film just came out at... Uh, I guess it would be two months now. Uh, Neighbors 2, Sorority Rising, with, which opened with $21.7 million, which was down from the first Neighbors film in 2014, which opened up with $49 million. Now, he also had another film that opened up earlier this year, back in January, Dirty Grandpa, with him and Robert De Niro. That opened up with $11.1 million. Yeah, that didn't so, do so uh, hot, I don't think. So those are the most kind this of associated. Yes, with, uh, with, a typical, with the type of genre that Mike and Dave need wedding dates. So. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, knowing that... 
Let's start talking about who we think is going to be at the top and the bottom of our top five. This is I. This to me is probably the most difficult week that I feel like I'm going to have with really? the predictions. Yeah, because I feel like this is such a toss up. Because I feel like Finding Dory is going to just come in first. No, no, absolutely not. Secret no. Life of Pets is going to crush. Me too. Really? Yeah. Yes. I mean, 115 million for their last movie. I don't know. I mean, I mean, not that, not that that's going to gauge anything for this, but I'm just saying that's a lot of money. Yeah, but you look at every—I mean, all the retail in the stores, all the promotions around everywhere—you can't go pretty much anywhere without seeing at least one image about the Secret Lives of Pets. Oh yeah, it's going to yeah, yeah, it's number that, one. That for sure, that's number one. I'm going to um, be carried today. I'm going to I'm going to like go no, a you're going you're to go contrary there. I mean, it's just a question of how well it's going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll get into that in just a little bit okay. as, we, as we pick a specific one for our game. Mm-hmm. But uh, all right, all right uh, well, you know, Quinn, we're going to go with you first. Quinstagram, yes. we'll go first. Quinstagram will go first. I think yeah, we're going to see Secret Life of Pets. Secret Life of Pets first. Um, I think that we're going to see. Um, I don't know if we're going to see Finding Dory or Tarzan second next week, but I don't think it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be Mike and Dave up there. I think we're going to see Secret Life of Pets, and then I mean, just because I don't know, I'm going to go Finding Dory Tarzan, just like how we did how it was Finding Dory first this week, and then we'll give it to Mike and Dave, and that leaves me with how many more? One more. Uh- Two more, right? So we have what? Uh, no, wait. Uh, Single Pets, Finding Dory, uh, Legends of Tarzan, then Mike and Dave. Um, so then you have one more. Legends of Tarzan, Mike and Dave, and then and then we're going to give it to Purge. Oh, all right. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to be strategic then. Oh, okay. And I'll tell you why later. But <laughs> get excited. I'm going to go with the Secret Life first because I don't know what you're what we're going to do for our prices right game. Yes. Yet. So. I, that's going to throw me off if I guess that second and you choose that movie and then we have to guess like 70 million. Obviously, that's going to be number one. So um, I'm going to go with that. Then I'm going to go with Finding Dory. Then I'm going to go with Legend of Tarzan. And then I'm going to go with... I think that Independence Day is going to come up. What? Because it's Independence Day. I do. I just do. Wow. I do. I no. think it's gonna come. Richie, up. no. Please I do. don't I say do. that. And then I'm gonna say Mike and Dave. And what else? Um. Oh, just for giggles, I'm gonna say The Purge. Me and Alvin switched just one. He has Secret Life of Pets, Finding Dory, Mike and Dave, Tarzan Purge. I did Secret Life of Pets, Finding Dory, Tarzan, Mike and Dave Purge. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. Alvin's list is right where I'm thinking too. So I feel like I, I'm going with that. I, I there's no way that Independence Day is gonna see the top five. Yeah, but no I just, way. I, I, really I, feel like, I feel like it might. You know, in fact, I could even we see did. Central uh, Intelligence. Central Intelligence did so well that that's making maybe making me want to switch to to what Alvin has. What. Having Mike and Dave up on third because like now that I'm thinking about how well Central Central Intelligence did, and that was a comedy yeah, summer well, comedy. I'll put it then maybe we maybe we should shove it up for. I'm actually farther. torn between Tarzan and Purge because I mean, ugh. that was my. I was. I, I um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm gonna switch it. I'm gonna put Purge four and Tarzan five. Ooh, okay. I just feel like Purge has legs. Yeah, like Independence Day. I'm only. I'm only. You're thinking I, Independence Day. You think has blue <laughs> shoes or something? <laughs> it's gonna bounce right on up. Well, I'm just. Listen, I just have a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. I do. Well, if every, we come back here next week 
and Independence Day has done better. <laughs> I'm going to let you predict my future. That's right. There you go. What's Roland Emmerich holding over you that you that you have to now keep out? Of? Is he holding a family member hostage? Nothing. That's just what I think. Sure. All right. Oh my word, that sounds ridiculous. Uh, oh, ooh, look at there. Alvin saying, "Do it, Quinn. Join the dark side." Oh, I already joined a baby. Since All right. Day one. So. Uh, as we talked about, we uh, out of our top, out of our five predictions there for next week's box office, we pick one to do our little game. The Price is Right mm-hmm. to decide who's going to uh, have bragging rights for the coming week, saying that they got it right. We are going to do because we we got to do a big, big, big Bonzo movie. So we're going to do The Secret Life of Pets. I want, I want see, big numbers. This is why I, I went numbers. with what I went with first. Um, I had to switch that because sure. I knew that you were going to pick that, number, yes. that movie. We're gonna do a little secret life of pets. We want I want some big numbers. We, we've been and we've been low, 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 low. Let's go high. Let's see how high we can get for this stuff. So, secret life of pets. As we talked about, minions, uh, 150 million last summer. Now, knowing that that is the third film, 115 in the Despicable, million, 115 million. Yeah. Despicable Me, a big franchise. So that's the third film in the series. Has a lot of momentum behind it. So it could explain why it's got a huge box office. Now, do we think the secret life of pets is gonna do as well as that? Do you think it's gonna break over 100 million? Richie, no. no. Give me, give me. A, what do you think? What do you think? Mm. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, Wait, like isn't this Jeopardy? <laughs> this is Jeopardy. <laughs> this isn't the prices right. But I like it. I'm gonna go with eighty-five. Eight. Wow. Okay. Interesting. All right. I'm gonna go ninety-five. I. Uh, I feel like we're hungry for another big box office hit. Even after Dory just did hundred and thirty million. I, I I think you can get over a hundred million. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go a little generous and say a hundred. Uh, I always love how high more. you go, Frank. You always go I'm so gonna high. Go high. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, sky's the limit with me. I I'm think you go should just go outrageously one. high. Four hundred and twenty. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Wine, maybe. I'm gonna say one hundred one. One hundred one million. All right. So we have eighty-five, ninety-five, one hundred one. Yep. Jordan predicts seventy million. I'm with you there. Oh, all right. Ninety-four. Lomi, Ninety-four. We're pretty million. much similar. All right, Lomi. Yeah. Well, all right, Lomi. You're a little low. I mean, come on, come this with me. This girl looks like the country me? accent girl on Bad Girls Club Twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I don't look her up. You better See, look her up. Who's gonna join me in the hundred million dollar club? Who? Anybody? Come on. Anybody no, in the chat no going to join me? We have, yeah, we have, Alvin says 105. Yes, Alvin, look at that, see? That's uh, even more than you. There we go, I, I went, uh, Do it, 105. Yeah, all right, do it, 105. Look at that, all right, Alvin, you and I, were going to ride that $100 million club. Sorry, right. guys, look at that. All right, so. Oh my God, everybody's saying that. <laughs> I Brit check from out. Bad Girls Club? I gotta look her up. I'm going to be so mad if she's really, like, <laughs> All right, so as, uh, as I said at the top of the show, we're going to take a few minutes to get some phone calls in. We've been talking to you guys saying, hey, we want to give you a chance to, uh, to sound off, share your thoughts and opinions about the show, about the box office, where you think is like doing well, what you're surprised by. So we're going to roll out the number here. Let me give it to you guys oh, she's just pretty. a sec here. I'll take it. Are you kidding? Thank you. She's gorgeous. Uh, the number is 424-253-0749. So give us a call. Uh, that is your direct line to a good time. Right she here actually on Box looks Office Breakdown. a lot more like my friend Emily, but she's really pretty. So I'll take that. Thank you. I did see The Shallows this weekend. Oh, what'd oh. you think? How was that? I loved it. Why? I thought it was excellent. And I, much like you, Quinn, don't like too much revealed in the previews. And I thought the first preview of The Shallows was really good, but the more previews that were coming out, I was like, you're telling too much of the story. Mm-hmm. And the movie was not given away in the previews. It was excellent good. from beginning to end. And I thought 
the ending was amazing. When I came out of Dory today, too, I knew I wanted to see Swiss Army Man, but I also saw that The Shallows was playing, and I was like, I also maybe could have seen that today. You know what I mean? Ooh, you're making me want to see that now. I highly recommend seeing it. Cool. I'm on it. Oh, my God. My movie list is getting so long. Just do what he does and just go for a day. Yeah. No, I'm not going to go see 10 movies on (laughs) it. Well, you can't see anything until you see Warcraft. So, (laughs) Come on, Richie. Actually, maybe go see Warcraft. It'll get you jacked up to see a better movie. (laughs) Somebody online said that Warcraft was really good. Mm -hmm. People online say all sorts of things. I I trust the people online. (laughs) (laughs) Now, uh, just somebody that uh, tweeted at me last week there, uh, Daniel, he predicted uh, Legend of Tarzan was going to do 41 million last week. With uh, coming in at number one, with Finding Dory doing thirty-eight million, Independence Day at nineteen point nine, BFG at eighteen, which he almost nailed right on BFG, and then The Purge at thirteen million. So a little under. I think some people were a little surprised at how well The Purge did. I thought we had some really good um, predictions on the comments last week. I was like, Yeah, ooh, I might be really off base mm-hmm. today. No, and I think it's just one of those things when you see like the purge for ten million dollars is able just to make back all its budget. I mean, that's already yeah, you're you're in profit mode right now for that. I Same mean, with the shallows. You know, the the crazy thing about the purge is that I mean, I've been reading a lot of like political commentary based on the movie. So I think again, I love a movie with legs. I think that it walks on its own. Like it's just going to keep going. And I think that like what a lot of people were upset about is like this this idea of the purge movies is so so cool. And maybe, I think the first movie did all right. Maybe people were a little bit disappointed with the second one. Um, and it's just like, but we still want more of this idea because it's just so fascinating mm-hmm. and weird that it's yeah. like, even though like maybe like the movie didn't give you exactly what you wanted, you're mm-hmm. still like curious. And I think that that's what's really yeah. cool about the Purge movies. I think mm-hmm. it's a lot like Saw. Yeah. To where it was like cheap to make. It was a great concept. Yep. And like now they made the first one. The second one was what everyone thought the first one was going to be like this third one will be kind of the wrap up and then fourth will be what made the purge go into effect and why they started oh like a that. like a pre yeah, a prequel, like a prequel of like, i would i would enjoy seeing that i think i would rather see the prequel that's kind of like how i mean I although i that. say that and then i like i don't really love fear the walking dead which is kind of the prequel of the walking dead so i don't know what i'm talking about interesting now, as we're talking about uh, the upcoming films, we have Secret Life of Pets and Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates. Out of the two, I feel like Secret Life of Pets has done a much better job in just getting it, itself out uh, publicity-wise. Marketing, things like that. Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates, How do you, do you feel like you've seen a lot? Yes, times ten. I yeah. can't get I anywhere without seeing a poster for this movie. I feel like I've seen as much, but what I have seen, I know that I want to see it. I just feel like it's just going to be hilarious. But it's also different avenues. You know what I mean? Like, if, you're, if you have kids... You're going to be seeing stuff for Secret Life of Pets everywhere because your kids are watching Disney Channel, they're watching Nickelodeon, whatever. They're going to, the commercials are going to be on. Yeah. For me, it's like anytime I go on to Instagram or anytime I go online in my little sidebar, what am I going to see? Mike and Dave need wedding dates. You know what I mean? It's just like it's all geared towards. Yeah. They're on to us. Mm-hmm. So. I think they know what you're missing doing. a marketing opportunity with that because it's based off a true story. Of, like, two dudes that really, like, went on... No, I heard that. Yeah, but they should have those dudes be doing interviews and be on social media and, like, Mm. getting people, like, talking about, like, oh, no way, this really happened? Well, I can't wait to see what the movie tells, you know? Yeah. Uh, I get what you're you're saying, for sure. 
especially in today's age of social media, everyone wants to be a star. So yeah. it's like, hey, those guys are now movie stars because of what happened to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone's going to be like, well, why can't I be the same way? Kind of thing. I, the weird thing for make, uh, Dave and Mike is that I almost would rather go see this movie because of, um, just in terms of the two guys, because I love Anna Kendrick and um, uh, uh, Aubrey Plaza. the reason why I want to see it. But I, I all, it's funny because, like, Zac Efron is, like, the big heartthrob, but I actually like Adam Devine more. So, like, I want to go see it for Adam Devine as opposed yeah. to, like, big, hunky Zac Efron. But yeah, but I love I love Anna Kendrick, man. She I really too, like, she's so charming. It's unreal, and she's hilarious to me. Yeah, she's so fucking hilarious. And she usually plays more of like the I don't want to say the wholesome girl, but more of like the um you know, you know the the nice girl. She's a little girl. sassy though. Yeah, she's yeah. sassy, sarcastic. But, but, yeah. yeah, but this one she you know she seems a little you know a little sneaky, duplicitous in a mm-hmm. fun way. So this would be nice. to it's see It's gonna her do be. That. I kind of like seeing the girls be a little you know. But she was kind of like that in the Twilight movies, although that wasn't really highlighted. Mm-hmm. No, well, that was like she had like one scene and then that was it. But every scene she was in, I remembered her. <laughs> <laughs> I remember every minute. Well, Drinking Buddies is like one of my favorite movies, and I know that she's not like super, uh, yeah, you know, sassy Tangent. in that. But that's you know, like Adam Devine is hilarious. Yes, he sure is. Alvin, you and me are like best friends, baby. <laughs> that's. <laughs> All right, so uh, we opened up the phone lines, but nobody gave us a shot this week. Because they're talking to us online. That's all right. No, we appreciate you talking to us on the chat. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, with that, I guess we're going to call it to an end for this episode of the Popcorn Talk here on Box Office Breakdown. But, folks, we'll open up again. uh, Tweet at us here. uh, Share your box office predictions here. We'd love to hear them. you know we tweet back. That's right. Uh, And we'll be back here next week. We'll open up the phone lines again. You know, you may have been nervous, a little shy to talk to us, but we're we're just people. We're just people. We're just people. No one's more nervous than I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> so as Instagram. That'll do it for us this week here. But, uh, Richie, if they want to continue the conversation with you, even after this show's ended, where can they find you? You can find me at the BFG. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, at DJ Richie Sky on Instagram and Twitter. Hi, guys. You can find me on Quinsk- at Quinskillion on Twitter. You can find me on Quinstagram on Instagram. And you can search for me on Snapchat at Quapchat. That's right, Nita Vardalis. That's where you can find Quinn, right there on all those social media outlets there. So you can chat, talk with her about my big fat Greek wedding and everything about that. I would love it. That's right. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Happy Go Jackie. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Facebook. Yeah, you can do, You can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel here. We'll be back next week with another episode of Box Office Breakdown. Carrie Lane will be back here as well. And we'll have a great time talking about movies. Yeah. See you then. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 